Hello and welcome to Our Dad is Wrong, the podcast where my brother Rocky and I discuss sports with our father Vic using a generational divide. I'm Mike. I'm Rocky. And I'm Grandpa Vic. Ah, okay, you came up with another one. <laughs> the, well, I have, I'm a grandfather now, so I can You are a grandpa, yes. Yeah, that should know it works. I mean, that's... I'm just not your grandfather, so... Uh... All right. So yeah, it's, we've been calling you grandpa for a long time. I, you just I, had that me. kind of mentality. I know. I know. Still, still beat your asses in sports, but that's all right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Okay. What are we? Uh, last time we played golf, Mike. Who won? All right. You happened to win the last <laughs> time we played golf. I won the, like the three times before that. Okay. So let's and, not. Uh, uh, I haven't anyway. played anything. I haven't played rock in anything in a few years, but uh, I'm sure. Uh, well, because you're, you're scared. Watch you know, <laughs> it. Yeah, watch you wrestle Rocky and see what happens. Yeah, I'm a different weight class. True, true. <laughs> I got to bulk up. I think it wouldn't yeah, be yeah, sanctioned. Yeah. All right, all right, go ahead, Mike. All right, so let's. Uh, last week we promised uh, we'd talk a little bit about Donovan Mitchell here. So let's let's just start off with that. Um, Donovan Mitchell, a couple of weeks ago now, in case you hadn't heard, uh, <laughs> traded to the Cavs. This is the absolute uh, uh, last thing you'll hear about it probably on anywhere because this is the first time we're talking about it but so he was traded uh, to the Cavs instead of the Knicks came as kind of a big surprise so uh, dad in particular where how do you feel about this do you think it was a good move by the Jazz good move by the Cavs good well I think it was a great move by the Cavs I mean let's, let's the Jazz are you know cleaning house let's face it they're starting over right. and uh, and that's fine you know, teams do that but I, as a Nick fan, I was really hoping they'd get him because I think he's a great player. I don't think he's a superstar, but he's an all-star player who, who you know, is another piece in the puzzle. Obviously, they couldn't win a championship in, with the Jazz. and But, but I think um, if he was with the Knicks, they'd have a, a, a tremendous young uh, core to build on. And, uh, and I think this hurts a little bit. But, um, you know... It's uh, I I also think Cleveland is going to be one of the top teams in the East next year because they really didn't give up a whole lot to get this guy. I mean, they gave up picks, obviously, but they're protected picks, right, Mike? Aren't they protected or unprotected? Uh, no, three three unprotected. Three unprotected. Up. Okay. Yeah. Which is and what the Knicks would have had to give up too, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. That's okay. As, as I always say, you know, prospects are suspects. When you can get an All Star player, a uh, young All Star player, especially, then I I I'd go for it. But you know, I, I was looking at the um, you know the Cavs lineup. I mean, I mean, uh, Darius Garland and and uh, Jared Allen were both all stars last year. So now they pick up another all star. They have you know still have uh, Kevin Love on the team, who's a very good player still. Well, and, and Evan Mobley probably is the Evan highest Mobley. ceiling of anybody that, on the that's team. That's true. That's true. Um, what they just who they just signed to a contract was it Mobley? Who the Cavs? Yeah. Oh no no. They, Jared Allen. Oh, the Jazz got like last that's year. Right, that's right. That's yeah. right. But the Jazz, they got Colin Sexton, who was a good player. Yes. And, that's uh, a, I, I think you're underrating the level of player that the, the Cavs gave up. Oh, no, no. And they gave up. I mean, Larry Markinen's a, a real good player. And Otay Abaji is, True. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a rookie. But that's, he was the 15th, I think, pick in the draft this year. Yeah. So it's, they gave up quite a bit for him. But I do think that the Cavs make a lot of sense to get him. Right. Um, honestly, I kind of think every team really played their hand properly in this in this case like it it sucks for us that he didn't come to the Knicks yeah but just kind of where the Knicks are as an organization and you know they kind of have to show 
you know, that they can play hardball a little bit with Dan, with a, a Danny Ainge type of right. guy and say, we're not just going to give in to you just because we're the, you know, they, uh, Alan Hahn was talking about a little bit, you know, you get a little bit of that New York tax with the Knicks because right. they know how desperate the Knicks are to, uh, to be relevant and, you know, all that extra. So a lot of times you'll get people asking for just like, you know, a little bit more from the Knicks. Uh, I think the Knicks were right to to stick to their guns, to not go overboard with the uh, with the things, not to give up every single young player on the team in order to get this done. I've had a lot of problem with the Knicks the last twenty years and things they did. I have no problem with this. I I wouldn't give up all those players. No, it, uh, I I would have loved to have had Donovan Mitchell. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, but, but I, I'm I, I look. I, you know, I'm I, probably bigger than you, Mike. I'm a big R.J. Barrett fan, and I think he's getting better every year. He's only twenty one. So I think he's yeah uh, yeah he's gonna be twenty two this year yeah no, I'm I'm with you yeah, it, yeah I'm not I love R J Barrett but I agree I think you think his ceiling is a little bit higher than yeah I do, I do. yeah so, I, I, I I'm actually curious your thoughts because it seems like New York is where Donovan Mitchell wanted to end up he did. um and and that was kind of the biggest thing and I think the reason why people really saw him go to the Knicks because that's what he wanted. And now he winds up in Cleveland, which is like the opposite type of market. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's true. Sure. He, he has an opportunity to win, but you know he's not exactly a household name. He's not going to become a household name in Cleveland. That's and true. Some people were saying that Utah might have kind of done that out of spite. I don't know if I believe that, but I don't know. I, you know, I look. I think out. that he, he wanted to come to the Knicks because he's from New York, and I think that. But but I think if he couldn't come to the Knicks, I think he's very happy going to a team like Cleveland that's on yeah. on on the you know on the up. And that that team could win the East next year. They're that good. Yeah, and you know yeah. he's got three more years on his contract now. So I think for the Cavs, they can basically you know they take him for for these next two years really, and just say like okay, let's see if we can compete with this team. Let's see right how Mobley develops. If Jared Allen and uh, uh, Darius Garland yeah continue their you know upward trajectory, and. <sighs> If they're competing, you know, for the East, if they're competing for titles, they can probably try and convince Donovan Mitchell to stay. If they're not competing for the East, you know, Donovan Mitchell's still going to be a real big time player. They're still going to be able to trade him when he's 27 years old right? You know, somewhere and probably recoup a lot of those picks. How long is he under contract for? Do you know? Three, three more years. Right so he now. could also eventually get to the Knicks anyway at some point if he's not happy there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it. I, that would be like the Knicks. He'll, you know, he'll blow his knee out, rehab it, and right. the Knicks will sign up to a through two hundred million dollar contract, and he can't yeah. play anymore. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree. You know, I think if the Knicks had given up all of those those picks, all of those players, that does hinder them in that case to then kind of get that that other guy that they think that they'll need to really be a contender. Right. And the Cavs, you know, they have those. Uh, you know the Knicks have young guys too, but the Cavs are a little more established, a little you know, a little more on an upward trajectory. So you know the Cavs can really look at it and say this is our avenue to get that superstar kind of guy. The Knicks, right? Like you're saying, like Donovan Mitchell might go become a free agent and just decide I want to go sign with the Knicks just because right. that's where I want to be. The that's only, just not only, happening with, with the Cleveland. real reason. I'm sorry the Knicks lost him was because I think it would be a sign to other superstar free agents that you know this team is on the come. Mitchell went there. And they got a lot of good young players, and I could be the missing piece. But, I, you know, I feel like you hear that a lot, and it doesn't always work out that way. Like, you know, teams that have a long losing history think they're going to kind of turn it around by getting a guy like that. And it very rarely works out that way. I, I, and look, I, you guys know, obviously, I don't know nearly as much about basketball as you guys do. But just as kind of an outsider looking in, my read with a team like the Knicks is, yes, of course, you want a player like Donovan Mitchell if you can get him. But to your point, Mike, they would have had to give up tons of picks. 
which kind of hamstrings their attempts to rebuild. You have to be trading for a guy who you think is going to get you into the playoffs right now. Maybe he could have done that with the Knicks, but the Knicks are still not really at that point. So I don't know. I feel like a true rebuild makes more sense for them than giving up the farm for a guy like Mitchell. I, I, kind of, See, I agree I, with you, Rock. I, I, and I also, to your point, I don't, I don't even think you're necessarily wrong, Dad, but I think the thing that has been keeping people away from the Knicks for the most part, has been the dysfunction within the organization. Mm. How you'd see them, you know, give up way too much for a guy, for things I know. like that. I think now you might get a player who looks at the Knicks and says, like, oh, there's actually grown-ups in the room who are running the team now. Right, like, but, now but, it's a it's a uh, much more... But there's been the same growers for three years. Isn't it the reason they, they hired Worldwide West? Was so they, because yeah, it they takes a great time, contract. Yeah, but it takes three some years. time. It's three but years. The, a lot of free agents have signed other places. I agree. After three years, you should start seeing some results. Yeah. Right, but the, they just signed Jalen Brunson this year. I mean, that's... Well, because, the, for, he again, he's a local kid who father right. works for them. Fine, but that's <laughs> so, but that's like you're saying they're that, not getting that's anybody. Your I, I disagree. Yeah. I think they are getting people. They they are kind of building it from the ground up. And well, I thought... I also, who, I thought should, I, the only person... The only people who should have come, theoretically, who didn't were... Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant, and that was before Leon Rose got there. So I mean, that well, was—I mean, who have they missed on as a free agent since then? LeBron. LeBron's been on the Lakers uh, for five years. No, I'm talking about the decision time back way back when. Oh, oh well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Leon Rose was there in 2010. That makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, no, I think that uh, look, I don't want to make this so Nick centric, but I think that they got a good young team. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year because they got young guys who have another year experience. I mean, they're going to get a you know maybe one of those playing you know positions, and that's okay. You know, it's little baby steps every year, right? But uh, but they need that one guy to come in and really you know they need a Kevin Durant or a guy like that to come right. in. I, really, I mean, yeah. I, I think ideally the the I, I think they look at. Uh, uh, R.J. Barrett and hope that he becomes Jimmy Butler essentially. Yes, I think which he will. Would be, I think right, he will. if if he does, if he does great, and then you right. get one more guy, and then he, then that's basically your two essentially. Right. right. Um, but you know whether he can get to that le- kind of a level is up up for uh, debate right now. Right. Um, and I guess I think Danny Ainge played this absolutely perfectly. You know, he oh, held I, I out. Agree. He 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 didn't panic. I mean, he they wanted to mm-hmm. get it done before training camp started. Yeah. But he did. He got, you know, maybe not quite as much as he was expecting. I think he was expecting four unprotected firsts. Uh, but to get three and a couple of good players and a rookie, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that I think he did a real, real nice job I do. on this. I, I think yeah. all, all the teams did were fine. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. I mean, Cleveland swooped in at the end and really gave up a lot. But, yeah, uh, so. I mean, that's the thing. it's really just bad luck for the Knicks because if Cleveland hadn't come in, I mean, they would have just taken the Knicks deal. Like that's right. Ainge wasn't even really uh, taking a huge risk. I mean, it's not like he spurned the Knicks and then went to Cleveland. Correct. It was Correct. you know he he leveraged the, the Knicks deal to get a better deal from Cleveland. Right. Which is right. Not what that's, you do. that's his job description. That's right. He's right. the GM. Right. He should right. be doing it's, that. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he. I don't think he did this because he's like out to get the Knicks or anything. No. He did it because yeah. it was a great deal. Yeah, Although he exactly. was a Celtic, so he hates the Knicks. But yeah, uh, but what? Yeah. I mean, that's not. Yeah, but it would be. A, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if that's true. Into this, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. If oh, the Knicks had, if the Knicks had come up to his asking price, he would have he would have immediately done it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I know. Yeah, but they wanted Barrett. Actually, I w- I'm glad they didn't get Barrett away. So anyway, yeah, I know. But that's well. But, but anyway, that, I think I think I was... think. Look, I would love to have Mitchell. I think he's going to be great with the Cavs. I, I think that team, if they stay healthy, could go to the finals. So they could definitely win the East. I don't see. Other team that's head and shoulders better than them. 
I mean, this you know, maybe a, a little bit. Maybe Milwaukee's a little better. Boston's a little better. Maybe Miami's a little better. But that's it. So I, I think Mil- I, d- I do still think Milwaukee's the team. I do think you know with, with the injuries and stuff last year. I thought yeah. they were a little bit. I do think they're they're still. The no, team I agree, to beat and I would never bet against the Greek freak. That guy's so good. No, he's yeah. best. He's the best player in the conference. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, right I there. Agree. Well, and I, probably I think, the league, but I think the league the also. I would think, Until, yeah. unless Kawhi Leonard is uh, healthy, which I, we don't know anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's it's tough to say him at this point with you know I know he's for the last three years now basically. I know he's also getting older now. He's like in his early thirties now, right? Uh, something he's got to be thirty one, thirty two. around there. Yeah, so yeah, maybe maybe around there. So he's on the downward trend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Washed up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move off of basketball. Let's go over to baseball. We got a, a couple little uh, baseball topics we want to hit here. Uh, first of all, let's talk Aaron Judge, who has been on a tear recently. Uh, do you guys think he's going to get uh, 62? It sure looks like 62s. What do you think, Rock? I, you know, it's in his sights. He's got 55 right now. I, I sent you guys that graphic the other day about the Yankees offense since the All-Star yeah, break. Incredible. incredible. I mean, since the All-Star break, Aaron Judge is hitting 340. Everyone else in the Yankees hitting 207. Judge has 21 <laughs> home runs by himself, and the whole rest of the team only has 32. So Judge I'm, is carrying that off. In, honestly, in watching the games, I'm surprised he doesn't have as many home runs as the rest of I can't, like, remember other people hitting home runs at the rate as him. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So, so, I mean, so I could definitely see him getting another, you know, six or seven home runs. That, you know, I, I guess the, the for me, what I'm really almost paying more attention to is what this is doing for his MVP candidacy because Otani still looks really good. But yeah. Judge, I mean, you know, the Yankees are limping into the playoffs, and it's really all because of Judge that they haven't completely collapsed. You know, they talk. We're talking about Goldschmidt winning the Triple Crown in the National yeah. League, yeah, which would be unbelievable. Of course, Judge could win it in the American League. Yeah, he's leading in home runs and RBIs. He's only ten points behind a batting average now. Is he really? Yeah, oh, I didn't he, know yeah that the, lead, the leading got batter three fourteen. I heard today he's three oh four. I did not know that. So uh, three three oh one right now. Oh, three oh one. Yeah, okay. he's, he's close. He's close. Who's, who's leading, Rock? Uh, Do you have it up by chance? All right, we'll, no, yeah, I'll we'll, find that I'll out in a second, second. But well, um, you know, here's my. I, I would love to see him do it. Obviously, you know, I'm a Yankee yeah, fan. Yeah. I after watching last night, he hit the home run against Minnesota. First of all, that was a bomb. Right. Yeah. They just kept walking him after that. He had five walks in the doubleheader last night. I don't know why anybody's pitching <laughs> to him at all. We Especially were listening to these numbers. The Yankees Rockies are so us. hurt. The Yankees are so hurt right now. There's nobody to protect him in the lineup. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you, you so, hear the numbers right from from after the All Star break. The rest of the team is in 206. Why right. are you pitching to him at all? I don't yeah. know. Not even not crazy. even pitch around him. Intentionally walk him. They're yeah. never going to score. Night. He walked yeah, twice. They're never going to score. Well, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be the biggest thing standing between him and 62 home runs. Correct. By the way, is that they're Correct. just going to stop pitching to him the last couple weeks? Right. Because right, the, no the only time he'll no one. The only time he'll get pitched to is if men are on base and he's coming up. And um, maybe some of the teams that they're going to play that are not in contention, like they got a series against Pittsburgh, a series against uh, uh, who else? They got they got a couple series, two or three series against teams yeah. um, that have like no shot. So yeah. maybe they'll pitch to them just for the competitive aspect of it. Maybe, but if you're yeah. if you're playing against the Yankees and you're trying to win games to make the playoffs, which Minnesota is, I do the same thing. I walk them all the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know but his, protect, his protection last night was. Uh, What's his name? Who played first base? He struck out four times oh, into a that, double play. Uh, yeah, the guy who they like brought they up. They brought up the minors. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget, I forget his name even. I forget like, his name too. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, By the way, the, the uh, batting average leader is Andrew Bogart. 315. Just 315. Bogart. So, he's, so, awesome. so he's, in, he's in sight. <laughs> he's in sight. He's in sight. He is yeah. in sight. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, unless unless Giancarlo Stanton kind of finds it again, but he hasn't since he's come off the uh, the IL either. He hasn't since I, the All Star break. Before that, mean? he hasn't he hasn't found it since the All Star break. Well, I know, but that, but I'm but he was well, he was even injured after that. I'm saying so that but he was, right, but since, he was still since, playing since he's after the All Star break. Yeah, know, right. then, then he got hurt like a three games in. anyway. Yeah, <laughs> they you know it's it's yeah. I don't even know what to say. like. It's just I just wouldn't pitch to him. Do you guys think it would be the actual? I know I know what you think, Dad. I I would say. Do you would, would you consider it the actual record if he reached sixty two instead absolutely. of seventy three? No, absolutely, absolutely not. That's stupid. That's not absolutely what? Wrong. Don't you call your absolutely father stupid? Wrong. I didn't say you were stupid. I said that that. <laughs> that's is stupid. look. In my opinion, in my opinion, those guys. That's fine. That they keep the records, but in my mind. Roger Maris is the home run leader, and Hank Aaron's the home run leader for career. I don't care. Those guys were so juiced up that well, they – it's ridiculous. You know what? It, what? It, in a lot of people's minds, Donald Trump is still president. But you know what? It's, <laughs> reality is what it is. That's and you can, whole, say what you, want, you can say what you want about those guys. I, I, and look, obviously I understand your position. I think that a lot of guys with a lot of records in baseball cheated and skirted the rules in a lot of different ways to get there. I don't, I don't think so. that just because – I absolutely believe so. You don't think that a lot of pitchers who are in the Hall of Fame who've got all-time records right now were throwing spitballs, rubbing stuff on the ball, stuff like that when it wasn't allowed? But that's allowed. not that maybe. No, well, first of all, it used to be allowed. And, and well, yeah, before nineteen. But these or guys, whatever. when you look at these guys' records before they started using steroids, they were ordinary players, not Bonds, but the other two were ordinary players. But Bonds, who Sosa, McGuire, ordinary players before that. They would. They would. Well, they're but, not. They're not anywhere. I would never have voted for them for the Hall of Fame. McGuire, all he was was Dave Kingman, a guy that. Right, but he was a home run hitter. But that's but, that's, but that's, yeah. but this whole thing is his home run. I, I mean, understand that's what his record is. But he would hit 35, 40 home runs a year. All of a sudden, he hit seventy. What is it? Seventy. What did Roger Maris Aaron Judge had thirty nine last year? Twenty seven three years ago. Twenty seven the year before that. Aaron Judge never hit sixty home runs. He's always hurt. One year he played a full year. Was his rookie year? How many home runs did Roger Maris at Rocky? What was Roger Maris's career? Thirty nine the year before. Okay, so, there there so why is that different? It's oh, because he didn't right cheat. Now. How do you, How do you know? Wasn't, guys back then were taking greenies left and right. Not back then. Not the early 60s. That's <laughs> yeah, Roger sure. Maris, he hit 39 the year before that. The year before that, he hit uh, 19 or 16 home runs and then 19 the year before that. Right. I mean, that's great. he came out of nowhere to hit Well, nowhere. He had Mickey Mantle back behind. They had a pitch to him. I mean, sure, but you still oh, got to hit sure. the 61 home runs. Like, what do you mean? Okay. Like, well, like, all right, like so Barry Bonds had just is all about what happened? Yeah, what's the difference? All right, in my opinion, <laughs> the record holder is Roger Maris. In my opinion, if Judge breaks it, he will not only be the American League home run champ, he'd be the all-time single-season home run champ. I don't care what you guys say. Those steroid guys, put him in the Hall of Fame. They had, I mean, put Bonds in the Hall of Fame. The other two don't deserve it. Put Bonds in the Hall of Fame, but... They don't deserve those records. Now, I will say the positive of this is at the very worst case scenario, if he hits 62, that is technically the American League record. At yeah. least. All of yes. the guys who hit more than that were in the National League. Right. So there is something there at right. least that it right. will be officially recognized one way or the other. Yes, and the Yankee nice. record, of course. And look, hitting over 60 home runs. I mean, how many guys in history have done it? Like five or something? Well, like three that haven't cheated. Yeah, great. Uh, well, it's true. Three, three that uh, haven't cheated. Who's, and, and, and who, who are those? Ruth, Maris, and, and Judge, if he does it. Oh, oh I was going to well, say, Judge like, hasn't, Judge hasn't gotten it, there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And also, I need no judges in cheating. He's not even done with it yet. You've already declared him uh, a steroid-free player. Yeah, he is steroid-free. He's been tested, and he never he never uh, come up. And look, look, he's just a massive freak. He is, of course. We he's an amazing athlete. 6'8", yeah, 275. Yeah. He should be playing defensive end in the NFL. And he's he plays center field in, in Major League Baseball. Never been done before. This guy, this may be, with the protection he has in that lineup, this could be the greatest season in the history of baseball. He's uh, up it, there. It could I, be. It could yeah. be. Yeah, he's I mean, the, he is. Considering yeah, what he has been, around him in the lineup. It has been magic watching him compared yes. to everybody else yes. in the lineup. Where yes. me and my friends will text and it'll be like, like, well, what, we're down, you know, two runs. And it's like, well, Judge can technically come up two more times. So that's the way we can tie the game is with <laughs> right. two yeah. solo home right. runs. Like this. Right. Uh, yeah. Bottom line is I think he'll break it. What do you guys think? Regardless of pitching around, they got to pitch to him enough. That he'll break it. I he's been so hot the last like week. He's hit like a yeah. like five home runs last like seven games or something like that. So I, I would l- tend to say yes. I think he will. Uh, just if he gets another couple during this hot streak, and then you know he goes back to like regular. I, right. What is there? Yeah. Thirty games left. I I, I think. But there's twenty twenty eight games left. Twenty eight games. Yeah. Yeah. I you know records are made to be broken. I'd love to see him break it. He'd have to stay pretty hot. Although not that hot. I mean, it's we're recording this on September eighth. He's sitting at 55, so, right. you know, he just stays Aaron Judge. He'll get 62-63, he so I, I think, think he so. might just right. barely he's got, get it. Right, yeah. he's got to stay good, but, like, that's yeah, the yeah. point, right? It's like, he is really good. That's yeah. Right. I, yeah, he's I got almost th- a whole month. Yeah, I think he'll get there. Uh, I don't know how close he'll actually get to 73, which, you know. Oh, that, that well, he's not getting there. Well, I know, yeah. but, but you know, you look cheating. at the... Well, but you look he, at, uh, if he was cheating, at uh, 80. But you look at how many... After 135 games, he had 54 home runs. And Bonds and Maguire only had 57 at that time. So it's like, well, you know, they yeah, went, yeah, they went yeah. on hot streaks at the end of the year. Look, I'm not saying I don't think he's going to get there, but it is, you know, it's just, it's very close to that, that same pace. You know, yeah. The, the yeah. year after Bonds hit uh, 73 home runs, he had, was essentially walked 139 times. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, uh, I, I sent you guys uh, a couple weeks ago. Barry Bonds had more intentional walks in his career right. than the Rays organization. <laughs> oh, yeah. Full stop. That, that's and, a record. And for, forever. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll, his intentional walks record and he'll be broken. But wow. one thing that I kind of didn't understand then and don't quite understand now, as you said before, is why wait till the following season to intentionally walk him? Like, he also, right. like, he should have been intentionally walked when he only had 68 home runs. Yeah, exactly, like, right. Wait, why are you pitching to him then? I don't yeah, know. I never I understood don't know. that. Again, it's teams that are out of it. They they, they, they want to keep it a competitive thing going. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like I said, if you're not, if you're, if you're in a pennant race, don't pitch to him. Yeah. Yep. So yep. we'll see. All right. All right. Uh, what about, uh, about, before we start, before we start yeah. on that, I just, I texted you guys that, uh, that stat today, which I just want to let the audience know. I thought that yeah. was unbelievable. It's a little football thing. That Larry Fitzgerald, the great wide receiver of the Cardinals, played for 17 years, and he actually had more tackles than he had drops in his career. He only had 29 drops in 17 years. That's you know, how I good could, he was. I could believe the drops. He didn't drop anything. What actually no. surprised me more than anything else was 41 tackles. Yeah, well, I guess career. he made a lot of tackles and interceptions. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of yeah. interceptions, <laughs> and yeah, I guess it's just... You, you throw the ball up, yeah. at him enough times. Yeah, yeah, I next to him is going to be the one who picks it off. So right. it's only like three or four a year, but uh, that is an incredible stat. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, he's all of famer, of course. Uh, he, I, yeah. the, the fact that there was any discourse about that at all when he retired. Oh, it's crazy. Kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking about somebody else whose career is coming to an end, Albert mm. Pujols on the chase for uh, seven hundred here. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to reflect. Like, 
Why is it that as soon as he got back to St. Louis, he sort of turned <laughs> back into old pools again? I don't know. I don't know. He's having it's, a really it, good year. It's crazy. Um, maybe, you know, they're, they're, uh, their independent race was probably as the juice was flowing a little bit. And, uh, I, I, you know, have you? I've heard nothing in the media about him approaching 700 home runs. Like, oh, is, I, that, I, is that not a big deal anymore? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing You've stuff heard about it. Right? I've, I've, yeah. I've been seeing some stuff. I, I just yeah. think... I think you're seeing not as much just because it's coming up on football season, honestly. Uh, maybe. Just king. Oh, between, between that uh, honestly, and Goldschmidt going for the triple crown, it's like, you know, I'm not hearing about this stuff. The, the, the Goldschmidt thing I'm hearing nothing about. But that might also be because, you know, they want to wait another week or two before it really becomes real, you know, maybe. crazy slums. I think the pool holes you might not be hearing as much about because he still needs five home runs. Right. And yes, he's been surging since he rejoined St. Louis, but thinking about how he's played, you know, the last 10 years, even the last five years, five home runs in the last three weeks of the season might be a lot to ask from him. I, I, agree. I, I, I agree. I'm a lot more pessimistic about him hitting that number. I'm hoping he does it, but I don't think he's going to. Yeah. I, I would love, absolutely love to see him hit 700 he home is, runs. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's an yeah. unbelievable. And not only that, he is, uh, what, what is he listed at age-wise? Is he like 40, 41, Four, 42? 42. And he's probably 50, right? It's like, <laughs> I, I've heard that about Pools, but, you know, enough yeah. times that it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably true. But good for hey, him anyway. As long yeah. as he passes A-Rod, that's all I care about. To, you know, I'd rather see yeah. him have the right-handed record than A-Rod. Well, sure. He's only got one more home run until he ties A-Rod. Right. So that right. he could definitely yeah. pass A-Rod. I think my question is, let's say he retires with 697, 698. I mean, is that, do you come back next year? I mean, it sounds like <laughs> he doesn't want so. to, but he can get so. enough at-bats, hit that number. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't know. That'd Somebody's got to pay, tough. somebody, some crummy team's got to pay him but like $50 million to come back and, you know, bring people into the stadium. I, look, I look, 42 years old, 86 games with St. Louis. He's OPS in 857. You know, he starts on, you know, if he can, if he can reproduce that. And honestly, even what he was doing with LA now, I don't, his contract has got to be up after this year. Right. I would assume. So I'm he would pretty, have to sign with somebody who's yeah. a free agent. Well, so, think, you know, he signed, did, didn't the, the Dodgers released him, I think earlier this year. Oh yeah. Right, right, right. St. Louis. So, yeah. so, so you sign with somebody, you know, on a discount, obviously you're not going to get paid like Albert Pujols was once paid. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he still make good money. I resign with St. Louis, you no, know, he may him. rock. He may, and it may the and it, National I mean, he, League now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would work something out where like he doesn't have to go to spring training the whole time. Right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Like, you know, it'd be like, a, uh, yeah, like, you know, we'll work it into the lineup 80 times, whatever yeah. it is. But yeah, he's basically I don't, a I don't mascot think... who hits. Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he wants to go 162 games anymore. Right. No, he, no, uh, no. He can pull a Tom Brady, come out of retirement and maybe his, his wife will leave him too. Well, I mean, Albert Pujols wishes he was still as good as Tom Brady at 45. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Honestly, yeah, um, it, is, it is weird that he's three years younger than Tom Brady. At least I know. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah it's, I know. it's insane. <laughs> It somehow feels like he's been around longer. They they basically came around at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah, literally, right? Like literally, oh one, right? Was uh, right. yeah, pulled, yeah. And actually, uh, I should say he he may well be three years older than Tom Brady. It could but, be. Yeah, right. That's be. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, who, who, really? Who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, minor league baseball uh, is looking into labor unions. Uh, Rock, you seem to know. You're you're a little more in tune with this. So I want you to let us know what's going on here. So, so, so I think it's great. So basically this week, um, over half of minor leaguers um, said that they were in support of unionizing. Um, we were talking the average minor league salary is something, what, like $13,500 or something? Something like that, Some yeah. ridiculously n- low number. 
obviously not a, a living wage, you know, not something that these guys can do full time. Not a living wage in like 1975. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and granted, it's only, I, I mean, well, you can say it's only a six month out of the year job, but it's really not. I mean, you're, you're training in the other months, you're, eat, you know, you're eating for the job. Right. Um, so, so it definitely controls your life. So, you know, getting them not, not only more money, but also um, just better protections as players, you know, better, better accommodations and, um, you know, better. Really, if you're if you're a player, your life is pretty bad until you hit the majors. And and when you can become a part of that major league players union, your life drastically changes. And granted, that, I mean, your life should change when you make the majors. Of but course. you know, a lot of these guys are toiling in the minors. I mean, even if you're a great player, you're in the minors for at least three or four years. And if you're not a great player, you may spend your entire career in the minors making dirt money. A lot of them know, do. You know, yeah. sleeping on flea-infested mattresses, to, and it's 2022. I mean, you figure these guys deserve some kind of protection. So, so I, I'm all for it. I mean, I've said this on the show before. I think every every profession should be able to have you know collectively bargain their labor. If the major leaguers can do it, certainly the minor leaguers should be allowed to do it and get those protections. I say screw them. No, I am I am in total lockstep with you, Rock. Um, yeah. These guys, you know, the, look. I, the 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 basketball and, and uh, football have the colleges as their minor leagues. Yeah, right. So they don't right. have that expense. Um, the major leagues, I mean, they've I think they've um, gotten rid of forty affiliations over the last three or four years. Really, in the minor leagues. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and at one time I was reading at one time you know back in the heyday in the fifties and sixties, yeah, there was like three hundred more affiliated minor league teams than there are now. Wow. So the the teams basically are down to their you know their their uh, rookie league rookie team their A ball double A AA, and triple A and that's it. Yeah. And uh, you know these guys like you said, Rock deserve a living wage. You know for, first of all these they're making money at these minor league parks. You yeah. go to these parks, it doesn't cost a lot to go in, but there's five six thousand people every right. night, and they don't discount the food. These parks, the clubs are making a lot of money, and the yeah. players should get something. I'm not saying they yeah. got to make three hundred thousand dollars a year in the minor leagues. No, but, right, right, but, right. But, but how about a make... how about a, a, a basic health plan? Yeah, and, right. They should be able know, to pay for an apartment sa- and a minimum salary of of forty grand or something. Right. Yeah, something and like and one one thing I'll say too is you know the Staten Island Yankees are not paying the salaries of those guys. It's the New York Yankees, right? Right. So right, I, right. I, I, I think it's, right. So that's you know these players may not be providing that kind of value now in the minors, but the whole reason why you have the minor league affiliates is because <coughs> the the whole reason you have minor league <laughs> affiliates. Is because these guys are gonna come up to the club. They are your. Right. I mean, you know, they could be playing in independent leagues, making the exact same amount of money. But but these guys are your future. So I think it makes sense for the major league clubs to compensate these guys for that, since they're you know the minor league guys are playing for their own opportunities, but they're also basically subsidizing the major league clubs' ability to have this influx of talent. I I can't believe the minor leagues haven't had a labor union yet i mean it's it's crazy isn't it amazing that's what i'm like we're talking about this and i'm like in in 2022 like how have this not been around for 50 years already well uh, mike that's a great point because the major league union's been around for over 50 years i know that's why and i know that the minor leaguers put into that whole thing why are they why are they they part of that you know the 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 mlb players association i don't i think you know, they, they do kind of, like, do that a little bit on the side, it seems like, where, like, yeah. they try yeah. to look out for those guys. But, like, it's not their focus. It's not their priority. Like, it's yeah. uh, it's just, it's obvious that, like, right. that shouldn't be 
who's in charge of, of negotiating these minor league uh, uh, salaries yeah. and everything. And, and uh, the, the, I was going to say the MLB Players Union were the ones who pushed for this. So that right. actually, I mean, it's, it's true that they like they have cared about this and they want the minor leaguers to stand on their own two feet with this. Good. Like they don't like right. they don't want to have to be the ones looking out for them. And I think that that's right. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, you look at it, you know, like a, a, a guy like Kyler Murray, who was the ninth overall pick in the MLB draft. And like, I mean, now, granted, he was the first overall pick as a quarterback in the NFL draft, which like I understand why you. Yeah. You know, do that over baseball, but like if he didn't have to toil around in the minor leagues making you know ten thousand dollars, I don't right. know what he would have done definitively if he likes baseball more. Oh yeah, and it's, and especially you, know, you, can make, a- you can make way more money off of base even with uh, these quarterbacks and stuff. You can make more money off a baseball contract than you can uh, in the NFL if you're one of these know, you know, the top Mike, top players. Your, your point, Mike, is really true because that's I why know, baseball really is that's <laughs> why baseball is losing the black athlete, and it's a shame because you know the. Back in the heyday in the 50s and 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. the best players were the black players, and every team had tons of them, the way yeah. it should be. But today yeah. those guys are saying, Why, I'm gonna go to, I'll go to college, I'll play in basketball or football, I'll get drafted, and I'll make big money right away. Like you said, Rock, yeah. why go three or four years in the minor leagues? Yeah, so, and, and it's and it's very expensive all the way down, right? Just playing right. youth baseball, and it's it's a it's a harder sport to get into, right? Really. Right. I mean, even in high school, these guys are playing. Let's take Don Bosco for example, Rocky Road School. Mm-hmm. You know, they play they'll play in front of five thousand people in high school. Yeah. Oh, but those players that go to the baseball team play in front of twenty five people. Right. So it's a, it's a whole thing as a kid. You know, we think like, oh, this is yeah. great. I, I can go to a college. I'll play in front of eighty thousand people. And, yeah, you know, get paid right away. So yeah, I mean, to me, the big advantage of baseball over football is you know a lot less of a chance of major injury. Correct. Or, right. You know, right. CT and longer careers. Like right. Of course. But yeah. when you're when you're 17 or 18, you're not thinking about that, nope. right? I mean, like you're saying, you're thinking about what your opportunity is going to be. Right. And you know, you can you can be a big player in college. You can come out and make a lot of money right away in the NFL. Right. So it's I mean, that's always been a problem for Major League Baseball. But I think there's never been a wider disparity between the minor leaguers and the major leaguers than there right. is today. No. And yeah. So that's definitely changing things. Yeah. Now you like to see. We're hoping that the, the change works out here for them. Yeah, fingers crossed. We're pulling. But we are a pro-union podcast. Yeah, of yes. That's true. That's so, true. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to start a, a union with us, guys. I want the producers to pay us more. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll we'll, negotiate. Yeah, we'll All ask right, okay. them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, not, not a lot of the podcasts you're going to see have uh, the NFL starting this week as the third topic, but we yeah. decided to do that this week. Uh, well, we did we our did preview, preview list. Yeah, we did the Yeah, we did a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's go through it. First of all, we've uh, decided we're going to do a suicide pool for this year. So, but just between the three of us, see who gets long, who goes longer. You're going to keep track of this, Mike. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we have it recorded now. So you yeah, can't get I, out I of think it. we'll figure I, it out at some I point. I know, but uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I got to remember who I pick from week to week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll keep a spreadsheet. <laughs> all right, yeah, or yeah. Something. That's, all yeah right, we'll see okay. if you can figure out a Google Doc here. Right. Uh, so let's. Uh, who do you guys have as your team for the suicide pool for this week? Got Rock, you want to go? Uh, yeah, well, I, so I have to say, I'm I'm in another very large uh, suicide pool that's winner-take-all, high stakes, um, and I'm still trying to kind of decide whether I want to mirror my picks here or there, but 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 for <laughs> well, week one... Why wouldn't wanna, you? Well, because, oh, I, you know... Yeah, you want to hedge your bets. Yeah, yeah oh. if I lose in that pool, I mean, sure, I've lost out on, you know, 10 grand or whatever the yeah, final but prize is going to be, but but I've still got this pool, so of That's course right. I'd be happy. I, I would pay that family, for bragging rights over Family yeah. bragging yeah. rights. Yeah. All right. uh, well, well, for the first week, I am going to start off with the same team, and that's Baltimore over the Jets. 
Um, I was thinking about Carolina over Cleveland, but I don't want to get too cute week one. I want to go for the game that's kind of a sure thing. I don't see any way the Jets are beating Baltimore week one. I agree with you. I, I had a few games that I, I thought were, were easy picks this week. I'm yeah. taking Indianapolis. They're seven-point favorites. Yeah. Um, I think Indianapolis is going to be, be very good this year. In fact, I think they could, you know, go deep into the playoffs. I, 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 I like Matt Ryan better than you guys do. I think he's yeah. going to be very good I like Matt Ryan. Team. I like Matt Ryan just fine. Not as, not as good as me. I think he's still got a lot left. So uh, my pick is Indi- Indianapolis. All right. I like that. Uh, yeah, I like both of your guys' picks. I always go between those those two also. Right, there's a couple more still that I think are... You know, week one is so tough because you really have no idea how a team is going to look going into the year. So you're right. really just trying to... Yeah. You know, the, you're right, Rock, I think, in not trying to get too cute with the with the pick in week one. Just, just go with who you think is uh, a lock to win. Uh, yeah. To me, I think it's uh, the Saints at the Falcons. Okay. I just think the Falcons Good are pick. just an absolute trash team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. They have no quarterback who can actually play any football. Really bad yeah. offense. You know, it's just. Uh, and and really, I think the Saints really are. Good. Yeah, the Saints are going to be good. The Saints, Saints look the real defense good. Is yeah. Really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying the Saints are just they're a very well put together team. I think Jameis is better than pe- than some people give him credit for. Agreed. Yep. He's not he's not great, but he's a perfectly fine quarterback for the most part. He you know kind of got his uh, uh turnovers in in check a little bit last year. I yeah, think he's getting better. Yeah. I, I think, think I picked him as my comeback a... player as a matter of fact. You might I'm have. sure I did. You might have. Yeah. I don't remember. I'll get it out in a second. All right. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's pick a couple games against the spread here that we like for this week. What, uh, Dad? Why don't you go first? Because you're the one who always pretends like you are so good at this. I am great at this. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm well, great. Let's hear it. In fact, if I go first, you guys may change your picks. <laughs> I hope I, I have I the three that. exact opposite picks. <laughs> yeah, same. In fact. Yeah, I have the other teams. All right, I don't even remember these teams are playing, but uh, I took uh, <laughs> Indianapolis minus seven against Houston. Right. <laughs> I took uh, I took New Orleans minus five and a half against Atlanta. Okay. And I took New England plus three against uh, Miami. Interesting. I almost picked Miami, actually. I'm pretty well, sure they're going to cover you that been, spread. You would have been wrong, but anyway. Well, I, 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 also I didn't have them Miami anyway. That one, actually. Uh, Dad, I <laughs> how, can confirm bad, you did how, pick Jameis. You did pick Jameis okay, as your thank you. comeback. How yeah. bad... Could New England be with what's his name calling the plays? The old Lions coach. What's his name? Uh, oh, Matt Patricia. Uh, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. <laughs> it's a, deep, <laughs> a defensive guy calling offensive plays, but we'll see. Could be fun. All we'll right. See. Well, I'll, I'll do mine. I didn't actually didn't have uh, any of those same ones. Picking all favorites this week. So my first is going to be Carolina, who are uh, point and a half favorites against Cleveland. I think they are going to smoke Cleveland. I think uh, Baker Mayfield is out for blood. Um, Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback. I don't know why this line is like this. I know Carolina isn't great, but I think they'll beat Cleveland by at least a field goal. I think um, Cleveland will win that game, but anyway. You think Cleveland will win that game? Win that I, game. St- I stayed away from it for that exact, because I don't know exactly how either of those two teams are going to look. But Carolina's going to look good. Cleveland's going to look bad. I'll just, you know, don't make I, I hope so. I mean, Cleveland's going to screw, but, you know. <laughs> um, Next game I got uh, Green Bay uh, minus one and a half at Minnesota. Surprise. Um, I mean, I minus one and a half at the Vikings. You really think that those teams are that evenly matched? I mean, look, no, I think I Green Bay's. Yeah, I, I think I Green Bay's going to win the game. I think if the point spread were a little higher, if it were like three or four points, it wouldn't be nearly as big a, a 
a sure thing, but I do think Green Bay is going to cover that. So I think Mike, like Mike said, the first week is all a crapshoot. I agree, e- agree. Even for Vegas, Vegas, you know, they'll get their lines yeah. in shape next yeah, week. Yeah, there's only so much oh, they yeah. can do. I mean, it's right. you know, you can only go on preseason so much, but everybody's just using exactly. such vanilla offenses, vanilla defenses. I don't Honestly, exactly. this week when I bet make my bets on DraftKings, I'm just going to close my eyes and point to teams. That's all. You don't have to strategy. make bets like that's, well, uh, that's I just that, that makes it fun though. Makes it fun when you watch the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and my final game I'm picking here is Tampa Bay minus two and a half at Dallas. Um, mostly because I just think that Dallas isn't as good as people think that they are. I agree. I, I also don't think Tampa is quite as good as people think they are this year, but I think they're going to pretty handily beat Dallas. Just feels like they match up well against them, so I think that's going to be a, a good game too. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all. Yeah. Uh, a little worried about uh, the Bucks uh, offensive line being a little beaten up, but I, I do think I like yeah. I like the pick anyway. Uh, so we actually all have different games here. Uh, wow. My first one is uh, I have Eagles minus four at the Lions. Mm. Uh, I look at the Eagles roster, and I just think it is, unfortunately, really, really good <sighs> uh, in spite of Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Um, he's and not I terrible. Think, he's adequate. No, he's, 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 what, he's a guy that I hope that the Eagles invest money in. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I no. think the Lions are getting a little overhyped with the uh, the hard knocks and everything. I agree. I agree. Uh, they're going to surprise you. I, I do think they're going to be better than they have been in the past. I just I think the Eagles are really good, and the Eagles have a very good depth. They can rotate players in and out during during the game. Right. I think that's, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, my second is uh, Broncos minus six and a half at Seattle. Mm. Uh Seattle is starting Geno Smith at quarterback. Enough said. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Six and a half. That's, that's a, that, should be a 10-point spread uh, at least. But, uh, oh, by the way, sorry, before we move on, did you hear that um, the reason why Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos is because the GM of, of Seattle like, at, like wanted Drew Locke. Like, Drew Locke was his target. Uh-huh. It wasn't who he had to take because they made the deal with the Broncos. He went after Drew Locke. Well, he went after him because he wants the number one pick, so he wanted to get a crappy quarterback. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. But, but that's just... not what the reports are. The reports. <laughs> Yeah. He like legitimately wanted Drew we'll Locke, yeah, we'll and now Locke's not even starting anyway. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'll he couldn't be Geno. Like that's I know uh, that's crazy. It's crazy. Watch Smith throw for four hundred yards this week. Yeah. We're gonna yeah uh, <laughs> d- make every pick against us if anybody is listening to this. Yeah. Um, and my last one, uh, the only underdog <laughs> I went with, uh, I have Bears plus seven at home against the Niners, and I just. I think the the Niners were ten and seven last year. Like they weren't great. They made that run to the to the NFC Championship. So I think they're getting a little bit overhyped this year. George Kittle looks like may not be playing in that game. Uh, I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I think he's just going to be an absolute dynamite player in the next couple of years. And I think we're going to start to see that this year. Uh, I worry about the Bears' offensive line against that Niners' defensive line. But you know, you hope that. Uh, uh, Fields can do enough to, to kind of counteract that. And I'm just not a believer in Trey Lance. So I just don't see yeah. the Niners scoring a ton of points in that game anyway. You know, without if if Trey Lance isn't that good and George Kittle's not playing, I, I don't know if they're pretty much just Debo at that point to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying the Bears are going to win. I'm saying the Bears are getting seven points in the game. So yeah. that's, I just I, think it's, uh, yeah. Perfectly valid. Yeah, I think the, the Niners win that game by maybe three or four points. I think that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the Niners probably win, but I do think the Bears keep it close. Yeah, I, 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 I think the Bears have a nice a nice start here compared to where people think yeah. that they are. Yeah, that's fair. 
It's fair. Yeah, all right, that's good. All right. Well, yeah, that, that, that is pretty amazing that we chose nine different games. For yeah, that, I'm actually so. shocked at that. Yeah, we'll we'll have to keep track of our records against the spread, see who wins at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do that. Uh, all right, so let's move on now uh, to our last thing of the episode. Uh, every week we're going to do a list. Sometimes it's sports, sometimes it's not. This week we decided to stay in sports and do our top five moments in baseball history. Are you sure uh, it wasn't sports history? Baseball history. Baseball history. Did you do <laughs> sports history? Well, I Did have you both. get this wrong have, again? No, I have both because I wasn't sure. Oh, but, all right. Uh... Okay. You got the email, right? Because that it flat yes. out said. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, Dad yeah, wasn't wearing his reading glasses, so uh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, all right, so I guess Dad, I some, you don't want to go I first. Ha- then I ha- no, I go first. I have some okay. great non-sports ones. If you want to, well, should we just save those in case we do non-sports, non-sports moments? I mean, yeah, yeah, no, 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 uh, the Queen died today. Is that one yeah. of the? Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, should we not? I not even say them. I don't know no, what we'll you even for, mean. We'll save them for another episode. Just right. do baseball. No, non-baseball ones. I have broken oh, down. Oh, non-baseball ones. ones. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, save, save them for another time. All right. Uh, my honorable mention then is um, uh, The Shot Heard Around the World, okay. which is 1951 Bobby Thompson's home run uh, against the Dodgers that won the pennant. And people don't realize that was a three-game playoff. That was the third game of the three-game playoff. I had no idea that that was the case. There you go. See, I'm teaching you guys something today. They were all Uh, bad stuff. Yeah. Um, Another honorable mention I have was uh, Kirk Gibson's home run of the 88 World Series. Yeah. That was a, uh, to me, uh, I think more Vince Scully's call was was really great about that. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, Also, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't even say this. The 0-4 Red Sox coming back from 3-0. <laughs> my, yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Mentions. It's unbelievable. But here's my five. My five. Uh, number five is Lou Gehrig's speech that mm-hmm. uh, in 19, I guess it was 1939 or 1938, whatever it was. I think it was 39. I think. I think it was 39, yeah. Yeah, 39. His, uh, you know, I'm luckiest man in the world speech today. I think that that just resonated through decades and decades, and I thought that was worth mentioning. My number four is the uh, 1986 World Series Game 6 was the Bill Buckner game. Um, again, it was, you know, I hate the Mets, as you guys know, and I hate the Red Sox. But sure. I had, But I had a pick for that series, and I chose the Red Sox because I hate the Mets more. But um, <laughs> I we wouldn't were, say this is exactly a for the Red Sox situation, yeah, though. True. Yeah. That's so, true. Yeah. But we were at a birthday party that night um, with, with mostly Mets fans there. And it was Uncle Andy's party. And oh. uh, we're watching the game and, like, you know, we're all thinking, like, okay, the Mets are going to lose, which is good. And that, that was tremendous. Uh. Number three for me, Don Larson's perfect game. Mm. Um, it's never been done before. It's never been done after. And uh, he's really a journeyman pitcher who rose up and had the most unbelievable day of his life. Um, so that was my yeah. number three. Number two. Is uh, uh, is Hank Aaron breaking the home run record in 1974? Okay, it was. Uh, I was in my dorm room at Villanova. We were watching on a little 12 inch TV. You know, the, you barely see anything, right? But it was that just stuck with me. That 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 you know, it was an amazing feat. Obviously, yeah. Um, and number one for me was uh, Jackie Robinson's first game. I just think that was such an important thing of not just baseball but history. 
and just opened the way for, as we talked about before, these great black athletes to, to come into baseball, which back then, basketball and football were very minor. So mm-hmm. they, they all played baseball, you know, the, the black right. guys. And uh, that was my number one pick. All right. That's a right. good list. That is a good list. Uh, Who's up next? You want me to go next, Rock? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, so I'll start off uh, with a couple honorable mentions here. Uh, I had Kirk Gibson's walk-off just, just off the list. Mm. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, just I, I really just a cool moment just with the limping and everything. Um, I have uh, what, just a personal favorite. Uh, Randy Johnson hitting the bird with the, with the pitch is just one of my favorite things ever. It's hysterical. Yep. Uh, Aaron Boone's walk-off uh, in the ALCS. Yeah, uh, Willie Mays's catch. Uh, I do have Mark McGuire hitting number sixty-two. That was in, in. Listen, in hindsight, you want to say? I know, I know. Fun, I know but in the moment, that was incredibly. Qu- everyone was watching. That and I must say, up. just a little aside for that, I must say, baseball was having trouble after that strike in '94. Yes, yeah, and and that did bring fans back. So, yeah, yeah, literally, literally yeah, did say, say what you yeah. want about steroids. Yeah. They saved right. baseball one way yeah. or the other. True. Yep. That's true. Uh, uh, I also had Don Larson's perfect game. I had the shot heard around the world, and I had uh, Cal Ripken breaking Lou Gehrig's consecutive game streak. Oh, yeah, okay, good one, good one. Uh, number five for me was also Jackie Robinson's uh, first game, or not also number five, but that was that's that's number five for me. Just an absolutely historic moment, you know, changed right. the game obviously, um, but it wasn't physically something that he did while playing, so it was just a little bit difficult for me to put it higher than that and that's about as high as i could go with something that was like sort of an off-field thing yeah um number four for me was uh reggie jackson hitting three home runs in the 1977 world series mm-hmm. uh just some just unbelievable i mean it's what made him mr october really three consecutive pitches he only swung three he got only three pitches three that was the first pitch on the first sec- pitch on second each at-bat. at-bats oh yep. wow i didn't know that there, there you yep. go even more unbelievable <laughs> Uh, number three for me is Bill Buckner. I mean, it's just yeah something that you see uh, uh, talked about in movies and everything. Right. Even and it's just like just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, number two is Joe Carter's walk off home run in 1993. To me, you hit a home run to win the World Series. I don't the only know. reason like I didn't consider that Mike because it was Game Six. It wasn't Game Seven. Uh I agree. So my number one is Bill Mazeroski hitting. Well, I'm surprised that Dad never said that. You know what? I know. I, gotta, I was going to say after you finished, I forgot one of my honorable mentions was Mazeroski's home run. <laughs> well, that's yeah. number one for me. Hitting, uh, hitting a home, a walk-off home run in Game Seven of the World Series yeah. is just like that's what you think about when you're growing up as a kid in the backyard with a whiff. It's it's a uh, uh, you know this this home run will win the World Series, and if you don't hit it, you lose. And he did it. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. That's. I, it was before it was I did against anything. the Yankees. It that was never my one. top five. It was against the Yankees. That was it was difficult for me to, to <laughs> even do that. But that's you know that yeah, series, yeah. the three games the Yankees won, they scored like double digits in all three games they won. It was a weird series. Weird, yeah, weird series. I mean, that's, well, yeah, they they can put that in the trophy case in place of a World Series. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll try and put it around the other twenty-seven trophies they got. Yeah, right. I, yeah, did, well, I, yeah, I did forget to mention that was an honorable mention for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my honorable mentions, I think we said pretty much all of them. Bill Mazarowski, Willie Mays, the catch, Bill Buckner, 86, Kirk Gibson. Yeah, we pr- pretty much touched on all of them, so I'll just get right into my list. Right, right before you go to your list, Rock, yeah. Willie Mays' catch was not that great a catch, I didn't think. 
I agree. Fine, you know, it, it's I agree. an iconic moment. That, right. That's, that, why, that's, that's yeah. why I made it. I agree. I think, like, the catch itself is, like, a little over. I mean, we've seen, like, Jim Edmonds make, like, an over-the-head, like, diving catch. Like, I've seen, but, I've seen yeah, Willie yeah. Mays make better catches than that. But I guess right, the situation but that, right, but right, it's just Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just such a touchstone yeah. historically that I just think right. I had to at least mention it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's why it's only an honorable mention. It's not on the list. Right. It was It was probably the bottom of those honorable The throw was probably more impressive where he, afterwards, he started spinning and getting it into double play. Got a double play on it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. By, by the way, I'm, another World Series moment that really doesn't belong on here, but I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't mention was uh, Jeter making that cutoff home plate um, because that's like an iconic. That was the series. ALDS. Yeah. That was yeah. the ALDS. AL, it was yeah. against the A's. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. We'll see. It shows how iconic it is. I thought it yeah, was exactly. World yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. It was against the A's, so it could have been the World Series. That's right. I was okay. going to put. I was going to put Chris Chambliss's home run in '76 too. That won the American League pennant for the Yankees, but I didn't yeah. want to put too many Yankee things down. Well, I also, yeah. I almost. Did I ever tell uh, you guys I was at uh, that the game? Can, or, I was. Oh yeah, you don't say. Do you have a grass from it? I told you. Well, I, was, I, was, I almost put in uh, Luis Gonzalez uh, his walk off against the Yankees, but again, I was like, I had yeah. so many walk offs against the yeah. Yankees. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, could have said Bucky Dent. That was another one. All right, uh, let me let me get into yes. my list. So uh, number five, Mark McGuire breaking the home run record, and and Mike, uh, you know, same as you. I think I definitely elevate this because I remember that day. I remember watching it. We were in the basement. I remember watching the home yep. run live. And the celebration, I actually just watched it on YouTube again today. It's just as magical. It really was the moment that the baseball world kind of came back together. Um, so I think just what that meant. And, yeah, you could say what you want about steroids after the fact. But that was just such a magical moment that really kind of reunited uh, baseball fans, I think, in a big yes. way. Um, number four, Randy Johnson hitting the bird with the baseball. Yeah, that was um, great. It was that great. a great one. I, 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 think I said that. I, you weren't listening. Uh, oh, no. You said that, Mike? Yeah. I, said I, 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 I think you cut oh. out for a second. Oh, I think that that to me just exemplifies how weird and random uh, baseball is with all the statistical aberrations <laughs> and, you know, one in a zillion things that happen. Him hitting a bird. And I know it happened in, uh, you know, spring training or whatever. But uh, that that to me is just like that's a household baseball moment. That's like everybody true. knows that that happened. And that bird just exploded. They couldn't find any pieces it was, of that bird. Uh, it, yeah. it's it's the mo- It's probably the sports moment that makes me laugh more often true. than anything that's else. True. It's right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which says something because I mean a, a poor animal died. I mean, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> But, but if uh, you're going to yeah. go, I mean, that's how you go. I mean, that's, that's yeah. how I want to go. <laughs> exactly. Get hit by a Randy Johnson pitch. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if, if I ever am on death row, I get to choose my method of execution. <laughs> <laughs> Call uh, up Randy. Uh, another one that I'm kind of surprised you guys never said. Now, I don't know if this is my Royals homerism showing, but number three for me is the pine tar incident. Because the pine tar incident Ugh. is another moment in baseball history that just shows how crazy things get, how, you know, in the heat of the moment, the, the and it's kind of got everything. It's got, like, a, a weird rule being invoked. It's, you know, a, a game-winning hit and, you know, just chaos on the field, the legend that kind of goes afterwards and how it's kind of stayed in the minds of baseball fans. Um, I also think that the pine tar incident is significant because it's not really something that if you're not a baseball fan, you probably don't know about the pine tar incident. You almost kind of get like initiated into baseball fandom by learning about stuff like the pine tar game. True. Right. Um, yeah. so, so I just, you know, as a Royals fan, obviously it has a special place for me. Um, you know, a lot, lot of, uh, you know, iconic players like George Brett and Gaylord Perry involved in it. Um, so, so, so I, yeah, so I just think it's, it's a great moment. I, I was going back, sorry, just going back to the that might be the moment that makes me laugh second most is seeing George Brett oh, run out of the yes. dugout with the yeah, angry. Jumping out of the dugout. Yeah. Hysterical. Just hysterical. Yeah. 
And yeah, so so just a just a great incident. He's and, lucky and, he didn't reach the umpire because he would have got suspended for sixty games. He would have killed. He would have oh, thrown someone. out of the league. He would have absolutely <laughs> killed someone. Right. Um, number two for me is Lou Gehrig, luckiest man in the world speech. Um, hey, look, you know me. I, there's no love lost between me and the New York Yankees, but you got to tear up a little bit when you listen to that speech. Absolutely. I mean, that's just and, and you know Lou Gehrig's one of the greatest. Obviously, that moment has been, uh, you know, it, it's put in movies and you know that that is a moment that transcends baseball um you know it's about a guy who was going through something that was bigger than the game um and really just had a magical career and capped it off with that um i I think kind of shows the beauty of baseball it's almost like uh you know if the pine tar incident and the randy johnson hitting the bird is like the uh the naked gun of baseball (laughs) gary's luckiest man in the world speech is like the field of dreams you know it it really it it makes you get uh romantic about baseball okay And number one, uh, another Yankee moment, Babe Ruth's called shot. Um, To me, just the most iconic moment in the history of baseball. So much so that it's been dissected and people going, ah, he didn't really call it or whatever. It's the stuff of legend. Babe Ruth is the greatest player of all time. And it's just the greatest incident of the greatest player being like, oh yeah, I'm about to own you on this pitch. And he did exactly that. So everybody knows that one. So that that is a really good one. And that's another one that's like, right, when you're like a kid in the backyard invoking that, yeah, you're pointing to the fence before the wiffle ball. That's true. Exactly. Everyone is pointing to the fence before a wiffle ball pitch. Everybody. Right. Now, the the only reason I didn't even include that for me, at least, was there's no video of it. So it's just like, it's very difficult. Like, it's it's more just like the legend. It's the story of it. There's video. Is there not? I don't think there is. I've never seen it if there is. I I think think there is. I think there is. Yeah, I feel like I've seen it. It's like grainy video. You know, there's no announcer or anything like that. But I do feel like I've seen video of it. But I I might be wrong about that. But, you know, he didn't put... The the story is is that he was getting... uh, uh, ridiculed by the Cubs players. Right. And he was talking back and forth to them, and then he pointed with his finger out to center field. Yeah. He didn't, but well, that was bad, because everything right, was right, bad. Right, right. It was his yeah, finger, yeah. and the yeah. next pitch, he hits right in the same spot. So it's pretty yeah. pretty cool. You're right, Rock. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah I mean, that it's like, true. you know what? Even if that wasn't his intention, the baseball gods were like, don't worry, we got you, babe. Yeah, yeah right. Well, right. it's like, you're, you're Babe Ruth. This is just going to work out for you. That's but, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, All right before, other- we, before we finish up, if I had a, if you guys had to pick the number one Sports moment in history. What would it be? Um, well, copy I heads. I know. I we had, thought well, about it. Well, it uh, sounds like you've already made your decision. So why don't you say yours while we think of ours? <laughs> All right, mine would be the Miracle on Ice. Miracle on Ice uh, that's is a, a good, good one. one. That's yeah. a really good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah at least that, as far as American sports goes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I you know I have to give some thought. You know, maybe maybe we'll do that next week. The greatest yeah. sports moments. Yeah, that's definitely not a, some that's good ones. I'm just thinking. I already told you my other my first one, so it's anticlimactic. Oh yeah, I'm sure we're all gonna copy your list. Don't worry. You okay? <laughs> Dad, Dad just fell off his chair. That's that's how excited he was. He thought it was. He, he thought it was a real, real good pick. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, so so what, what we call nine one one for Dad. Maybe this is a good way to uh, end the show here. Yeah. He'll. Uh, he's probably fine. I also just want to bring up for uh, baseball moments. Uh, uh, Pujols' home run off Brad Lidge in the World Series was the most majestic home run I've ever seen. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah. Add that also. Yeah, this is a good one. I honestly, if we, we could just go through the greatest World Series moments and come up with right. I think, a pretty enviable list. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we're gonna sign off. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, you can follow Rocky at Rocky Lotito. You can follow me at Lotito. Uh, you can follow us at Our Dad Is Wrong. And we you, will see everybody next week. I was gonna say you can follow Dad if you just see him walking around. You can just follow him. Yeah, just like yeah, just like retrace his steps. Yeah, like, yeah. That's fine. All right. See you guys. Love you. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Love you.